This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 165. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, our number. Uh, sadly, the second police officer that was shot and shot again and again, execution style after the original shooting, has now uh, passed away. Uh, we now know that Joe Biden is going to make a trip to New York to meet with its new mayor, Mayor Eric Adams. Um, Eric Adams basically has been told by New York's um, legislature, uh, drop dead. We're not getting rid of the no bail laws that we passed. How stupid that is. And, you know, they have other issues involved as well. We have crime breaking out all over the country. We had a Wisconsin deputy shot during a foot pursuit after a traffic stop. There's no such thing as a routine traffic stop ever. Um, and, you know, then you look at the, the history of the people involved in these shootings and, and how often is it that, in fact, these people have rap sheets going back decades. You know, cops are blasting the new mayor on this residency requirement. They can't afford to live in New York City. It's too expensive. So they live on the outskirts of New York City to save some money. Um, you look at some GOP uh, uh, Congress members from New York are backing his bid to get tough uh, on guns. But New York has some of the most restrictive gun laws in the country already. New York gun laws are not the problem. The Biden DOJ is, you know, bankrolling groups that support this defund, dismantle the police movement. You know, New York's legislature is not backing down on their position on crime. It's pretty unbelievable. And, and no bail laws. It's insane. You have another shocking video showing a man shot while in a emergency room waiting to get some care. Uh, it's just horrific. If you look at the last year, we had 346 officers shot in the line of duty, uh, according to the National Fraternal Order of Police. Ambush-style attacks against officers were up last year 115% compared to 2020, and 2020 was a violent year. Carjackings are up a massive 510% in major U.S. cities like Chicago, and New York, Philadelphia, New Orleans, uh, they're all experiencing massive increases in, in crime. And, you know, as long as you're going forward with defund, dismantled, no bail laws, well, this is the type of thing that's going to be ongoing. It's not going to stop on its own. We know how to stop it. People like Rudy Giuliani stopped it. And they did it with, okay, looking at the the areas of, of the city where the most crime is taking place, putting as many police resources as necessary to protect these communities so that people can live safe and secure and pursue their happiness in life. Without law and order, you can't do that. Anyway, Sergeant Trey Penny is with us, 21-year vet of the Dallas Police Force. Uh, Trey, I mean, I look at these numbers, and and frankly, it's all predictable, uh, but yet the, the same old arguments, it's guns that are the problem, it's ridiculous. It's not guns. They cut a billion dollars from the police budget in New York City. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Sean. And it, look, it's not a gun problem. We don't have a gun problem in this country. What we have is a is a crime and a criminal problem. We have not been able to deal with the violent offenders that are on this that are on the streets. Unfortunately, when we 
police officers are doing our job. We go out, we make these arrests, we put these violent offenders in, in jail, and it's up to the DAs to prosecute them. They have to, it, it, they have to be the ones to keep them behind bars. But unfortunately, they're not doing it. And these liberal politicians, unfortunately, are disconnected from reality. And that's what's putting our law enforcement officers in danger. It, it, I just saw today, Sean, that the, the, the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee released a statement about uh, uh, propagandists or, or, or falsely manufacturing a crime wave. Well, you know what? You tell that to the, 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 the number of people that are out here being murdered and, and, and killed every day in these communities. We can't stop it. Police can't stop it. This is real. This is very real, and we have to deal with it every day, day in and day out. And we have to protect our police officers. Well, we're not doing it because when we're arresting people, like they do in the state of New York, immediately, even even if you rob a bank with a gun, they're letting you out with these no bail laws. You know, when you when you when you cut a billion dollars from the budget in a city like New York with nearly ten million people, and you expect what 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 is the what is the obvious result? What we see happening, and then we see respect for law enforcement has gone way down because. You know, you have people demonizing all cops, you know, acting like they're they're all uh, like Derek Chauvin in the George Floyd case when that is the exception. That is not the rule. The 99 percent of good cops are the ones that risk their lives every day to protect and serve their communities. Uh, In many big cities now, we have a majority minority police force. uh, So there's a lot more diversity than there's been in years past. And yet there's this blanket demonization of cops that can only lead to more instances like what happened in New York this week. Absolutely. And you know what, Sean? I think we do have to start getting back to start. Uh, we we got to start addressing, uh, deterring the problem from occurring. So many of these states, unfortunately, it's, it's all the liberal states that don't have the death penalty on the table. So when these guys are going out here and they're committing these violent crimes, they're killing people, they're, they're, they're robbing. Look, robbing and killing is a capital offense. Right. Killing our police officers is a capital offense. But unfortunately, when these guys do this, they're being recycled in. They're being treated as just as, as just uh, uh, low level criminals. And we cannot afford that. We have to find a way to get our politicians on on board to prosecute these individuals. And, and look, bring back the cap, bring back capital punishment. Every state, I believe, should have capital punishment because certain people does not be, uh, deserve to be on our streets. Let me ask you this. You're in the state of Texas. If I move to Texas, I don't have a record. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I wanted to purchase a firearm. What would it take? Yeah, you got to go through the normal background check. I mean, you want to do a, a legal purchase of a firearm, you'll go through a normal background check unless you buy it on the street or you buy it from somebody. No, you can but if I want to buy a legal weapon, I would go through a background check. Would I get it that day or would I get it how many days later? No, there's an automatic hole. I mean, you got you got a, a, at least a five day hole on on getting your uh, picking up your weapon. Okay, you but, know it's nearly but they, impossible. But I can't tell you how hard it is uh, if you. And by the way, what if I wanted to get a carry permit in Texas? No record, law abiding citizen. Would I be able to get one? It, you you can get one, but it's a process. <laughs> you still have to go through training. We we're going to make sure that you are properly equipped to be able to carry that weapon in the state of Texas. Which, by the way, I support. People ask me all the time because they know that I'm a gun collector, and they know uh, ever since I've been a, 10 years old, I've been firing weapons, especially pistols, and I'm a pistol marksman, or at least I used to be. I can't I can't shoot anymore because of my hearing loss. Um, but uh, 
when I the rare occasions which I do, I haven't lo- totally lost my skills. Let's put it that way. And but the reality is, you know, to get a permit in New York, you have no idea how hard it is, and you really have to have the the a very high number of death threats, real security issues. Which, by the way, I happen to have, right. uh, unfortunately, because of the job that I do. That's public. We, we are, that's right. And but I mean, most people, you know, don't have the ability, you know, in New York City to protect themselves. And in Texas, you know, most people have a gun in their house. A lot of people have carry permits in Texas. Guns aren't the problem. If you listen to the mayor of New York, he's telling us that guns are the problem. Look, he, he's buying into that liberal, that liberal propaganda that they're putting out there. The reality is he knows. And look, he's been in law enforcement. He knows that it's not the guns that's killing people. Look, I think everyone in America should be able to lawfully carry their guns. They should possess a gun. Because you know what? The, the criminals don't care whether or not you have a license or not. They're going to get the gun, and they're going to commit the crime regardless of what's going on. So people need to be able to protect themselves. That's why we have this Second Amendment. The reality is the criminals, we have to deal with the behavior. Until we have a way to effectively deal with violent behavior in this country, we're going to continue to have problems. And, Sean, I say again that we have to start locking up our prisoners. We have to start holding these DAs accountable. Look, there, there's never been... I don't think as of, as of this point we've had any type of uh, dereliction of duty charge in place for these for these uh, DAs that don't do their job. I think we need to have they need to be held to the same standard that police officers are held to when we don't do our job. We have to find a way to hold these individuals accountable that are not protecting the citizens of their community. Well said. All right, Sergeant Trey Penny, thank you. Twenty-one year veteran, Dallas Police Force president of the Dallas, Texas National Fallen Officer Foundation. We appreciate your time, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Sean. All right, quick break. We'll hit the phones when we come back. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. And we got a great Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. This is the Sean Hannity Show. phones let's say hi to kevin is in florida kevin how are you you're a genius i'm an idiot you're saving money and i'm paying way more than i should how are you i'm doing great sir how are you i'm good what part of florida you in i'm up in the panhandle the redneck riviera (laughs) i bet you've been to the florabama once or twice at least a few times, absolutely. It's a great place, a great, great area down here on the Gulf Man, Coast. they have some, they have some great music that's played there. I'll tell you, a lot, a lot of, of, a lot of great performers. What? A lot performers. of great performers being in and out of there, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. What's on your mind today? I'm just curious. You know that when we get uh, these guys that are up in front of the president to ask questions or all, are they able to ask whatever's on their mind? Because somebody needs to hold him accountable for what's going on on, on our southern border. I mean, we're People are coming in, and it uh, sounds now like they're sending them all out into parts of the country and get on the airline with just your uh, warrant to to, uh, to appear, I guess. Just curious if... Uh, the an- the answer is, someone- your observation is correct. Not only are they facilitating the law-breaking, they're aiding and abetting in the law-breaking. You know, when you, when you swear to uphold the Constitution, the Constitution is the foundation of every law that we have in this society it's a violation of that sacred oath 
Uh, I have no doubt if Donald Trump was picking and choosing what laws to obey and not obey and aiding and abetting others in lawbreaking, uh, they'd probably want to impeach him and they might even convict him. Uh, if you were to, to yeah. go down to the border and facilitate people crossing into this country illegally and then and then flying them to different parts of the country or transporting them to different parts of the country, um, you'd probably be arrested for trafficking of of illegal immigrants and you'd probably go to jail. But that's what Joe Biden is now institutionalized down at the border. You know, that's what yeah, catch and cat process and release is all about. They don't stop anybody from coming in. They basically open the door. They give spe- preferential treatment to illegal immigrants. There's no vaccine mandate. There's no there's no covid testing even. And then free transportation to the state of your choice. That's why I love states like Florida and states like Pennsylvania. They're deciding, uh, no, you're not going to be able to, in the dark of night, dump all these people in our state that are here illegally. Uh, we're going to send them over to Joe's state in Delaware. Or we're going to send them to Washington, D.C. You deal with the problem you created uh, by facilitating the lawbreaking. I like that idea. I think it's a pretty bold idea. We love our governor and we love our first responders. And we've. I've been employed through the whole pandemic. I've not stopped working. Everybody else is locked down or whatever, and we've been able to provide for our, you know, families and so forth. So, listen up until this week. I mean, especially since we started having breakthrough cases. In other words, vaccinated people were getting Delta, and now you're vaccinated, boosted, and and even have natural immunity. You can you can get the COVID still, and all throughout the state of Florida. Once breakout cases began, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis set up all these Regeneron centers all throughout the state of Florida. Um, I saw a sign today, a notice uh, outside of one of the centers that said, notice the Biden administration has removed the ability for any state to administer Regeneron uh, or the Eli Lilly version of monoclonal antibody treatments. As a result, this site is closed. Now, there is now that Regeneron has and Eli Lilly's monoclonals have been life saving for so many people and they've done a phenomenal job. Um, I've yet to see any peer reviewed scientific evidence at all that would confirm what they're saying is it's not, quote, it's not working on Omicron. Okay, they claim the GSK Sotromamab is a better monoclonal specifically for. Omicron, then why aren't they mass producing it? You know, how do we run out of tests? Why do we keep hearing about these antivirals from Pfizer and and especially Pfizer, but one also from Merck that apparently have incredible potential to save lives and we're not mass producing that either? You know, it seems like they all they want to do is lock themselves into one size fits all medicine, which is vaccine, vaccine, booster, 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 booster. Okay, now that there's breakthrough cases for fully vaccinated, boosted people, well, what are you going to do when they when they get sick? The only next scientific, logical thought ought to be therapeutics. The therapeutics that have worked the best are monoclonal antibodies. If they think citromab is the a better one for Omicron, then then mass produce it. You know, if you, how do you run out of tests? You know, going into the third year of a pandemic, can't he's make a, it up. He's, he's asleep at the wheel. Yeah, it's, it, it's ridiculous. 
right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, let's get back to our phones. Uh, let's say hi to Kenny's in Florida, the great state of Florida. Where are you in Florida, sir? In Gainesville, Gainesville, Florida, Gators. <laughs> oh, Gainesville, Gators. What's going on, man? How are you? Glad you called. I'm doing great, doing great. Let me, let me guess. Probably it's probably about 75, 77 degrees right now, sunny, beautiful outside. Am I right? Actually, it's a little cool. It's uh, overcast, like 58 degrees. We got uh, wow. had some cold weather every day this week, and we got more of it coming in. So it's been kind of balmy for North Yeah, we may Florida. be getting like 18 inches this weekend. I really I don't feel bad for you. Just saying. <laughs> oh, God help you. Um, I just something that you touched on yesterday, this Peter Dushy thing with uh, Biden calling him an SOB. Listen, this is just me. I'm just old school, and I think if a gentleman's going to be a gentleman, if you're going to be a uniter, then you need to apologize in public because you insulted the man in public. This phone call nonsense is ridiculous. Peter Dushy is as good a gentleman as there is, and he handles himself the same way, and he didn't even really require an apology. But Joe Biden owes him one publicly, not a phone call, not a text. That's a cheap way out. If you really want to show yourself. No, he did. He, listen, he did it to stop the, the press because the press was about to go off on it all. Mm -hmm. um, exactly I'm not right. going to feign like it really outraged me. He did it to Jackie Heinrich. He's done it to other reporters now. Uh, he seems to be losing. Anytime Joey has to work even a little bit, he gets very cranky. And he had to work, you know, last week. So he's very he's extremely sensitive right now. Um, you know, Peter Ducey. Um, you know, uh, it's not personal, pal. That was his answer. Um, I, you know what? He's not. Ex I would have negotiated a, a an interview out of it, as I told him, or try to get something in return for him being a jackass. But whatever. I mean, the president's allowed to say whatever he wants. You know, the media mob they they would they would feign outrage over every single tweet, every single comment of Donald Trump. Uh, oh, the media is corrupt, fake news. They couldn't stand it. Enemy of the people. They couldn't stand it. You know, I, I always thought all of that was contrived. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm really offended uh, at what Joe Biden said, you know, calling him a son of a bitch. Um, it offends me. It doesn't. <laughs> I, frankly, I think it's hilarious and, and good for Peter Ducey because Peter Ducey obviously has gotten under Joe Biden and the administration's skin in this. Yes, he has. And I like Peter Ducey and his dad, too. They come on in the morning. But, the good but guys. It's not personal. It was personal. You made a personal, slanderous remark to Peter Ducey and his parents. You SOB. So his parents are bitches. So, no, that's classless to me. I don't think you would have heard that kind of encounter from Donald Trump. I don't. But actually, th that's actually Donald Donald Trump did not hold back. He said a lot of things like that about the press and they feigned all their outrage. I think it was contrived. I think it's phony. And yep. I, I, look, I, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because I was born in New York, Kenny. I don't know. Um, <laughs> words, sticks and stones may break your bones. but Words will never hurt you. Right. Um, well, that's that's sort, that sort of thing just doesn't bother me. If that's how you feel, say it. Yeah. Well, that just tells you what his mindset is, what little bit of mind that he has left, because he can't. His cognitive skills are gone, and that's obvious. It takes a fool to not recognize that, and it doesn't take an analogy from a doctor to understand that. All you do have to sit there and watch him. That's common sense. The man's got problems, and we do too. 
and I just pray God help. And it's been great to finally get through to you. I've been trying to get through to you for about 10 years. And I've Oh, man, that's a long tonight. time. I'm glad you made it, Kenny. Yeah. You have a great day. I Sorry did. it's a little chilly there for you, but it's 29 degrees and, and where I am. So I don't feel that sorry for you. Uh, anyway, have a great day. Glad you got through. John in Arizona. What's up, John? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, just a quick comment about Russia and Ukraine. Um, I think the psychopaths on both sides, the Republicans and the Democrats, need to really evaluate what they're about to get into. If we go to war with Russia, the U.S. and Russia have enough nukes alone to obliterate the world. This goes for Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, all of them who, if you look at their voting record, have voted in favor of wars as long as I've been alive. They better really I, think I about I have yet to hear anybody well. say, have you heard anybody suggest or say that they want a war with Russia? Because, I mean, that that was the stupidity of yesterday's comment by Biden, that we're, we're going to put 8,500 troops on a heightened state of preparedness. And I'm like, okay, uh, Vladimir's got tanks, missiles, uh, everything lined up in about anywhere between a hundred to 200,000 troops at the border, eight, 8,500 troops on a heightened state of preparedness means nothing. Um, I'm, nobody wants, nobody's going to go to war with Russia. We're not going to go to war with Russia. Now there should be a I penalty. Well, it's, it's not going to happen. Joe Biden is not going to have a, a, a traditional war with Russia. Now we may go back to a, a bit of a cold war situation, and that would entail, if, if you want, look, I do believe that we've got to protect the sovereignty or the principle of the sovereignty of an in, individual country. And I'm not a big fan of Ukraine either. I think, you know, if you look at both countries, they're two peas in a pod, and I don't see, uh, I, you know, I see a lot of corruption in both countries. That's my take. But Russia is at another level. It's a hostile regime to the United States. Um, it's got a hostile actor leading it. And the way I would deal with Vladimir Putin, number one, I never would have given him the Nord Stream 2 waiver for his pipeline so he can make billions and billions and billions and make Russia rich again. Joe Biden did that while simultaneously cutting our own supply of energy and oil. So I, I guess... From from my perspective, what I would do that Joe is never going to do because he's beholden to these climate change cult fanatics. Uh, they don't have an alternative source of energy, the lifeblood of the world's economy. And now we put ourselves in a position where we're now more vulnerable to countries that hate our guts for our energy when we can be energy independent. The answer would be to me is to outproduce, because we have more natural resources than Russia by a long shot, energy, and I'd get that supply as quickly as possible to our Western European allies, and then they're less reliant on Putin, and I'd cut off his spigot, and I'd say, we're going to put you out of business. That's how I'd beat Putin, financially. It's half the Russian economy. The way I'd beat China and take on China, because I think post-Olympics I would anticipate aggressive an aggressive geopolitical play on their part and that is you know they they want their territorial ambition fulfilled of taking over taiwan and the consequences should be that the world stops importing any and everything from china that's half their economy 
And if you break them financially, you win. That's how I would do it. I'm not calling for war. I wouldn't put one boot on the ground. I wouldn't fire one missile. You know, Ukraine, every country has some responsibility to protect itself. And right now, I mean, if Putin decides to take over the whole country, he'd roll right through it. There's not a thing that Ukraine is going to be able to do to stop it. I agree. I agree with that. But at the same time, you look at Afghanistan and all the people who I mentioned, uh, they voted in favor of that war. And in my opinion, it was a war just to grab oil. And I just don't trust these. Well, if it was a war to grab to, oil, why didn't we grab the oil? Private interests, big money. I mean, you start getting military defense contractors in the situation, and they have a lot of influence of their, I mean, their owner donors. See, so the, the, the I, beauty of energy independence is we don't have to, from a geopolitical standpoint, ever worry about the Straits of Hormuz again and the Iranians and, and, and the nefarious activities that they're involved in there. Uh, if you're energy independent, you don't have to worry about the Middle East. We don't have to, we don't have to be reliant on them. Um, and then from just an economic vantage point, we're going to create, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of high paying career jobs in the energy sector and simultaneously drive down the price of energy for every American because we're producing it at home and we wouldn't be paying more for every item we buy in every store, more to heat and cool our homes and more to fill up our tanks. So it's it's in our best interest to do it. But Joe's never going to be able to do it because he's beholden to the radical environmental leftists in this country. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with the energy independence. But I don't know. I still don't trust these politicians when they have their track records of voting in favor of almost every war we've ever gone to. Listen, we're not going to war with with Russia and, and nor would I advise it. It would be a dumb idea. And it would end in it would be a disaster for everybody. Anyway, John, appreciate it, my friend. God bless you, Ronnie in Georgia. Ronnie, how are you? Glad you called. You uh, you watching Herschel Walker run for Senate there? Yes, I am. I have one of his signs sitting in my front yard. Yeah, I'm a fan of his, and I'm supporting David Perdue for governor. Yes, sir, I am too. What's going on? Uh, quick question for you. I know I've heard of people having uh, double shots and the double boosters and still getting the um, COVID-19 and then natural immunity and still contracting COVID-19, even with all the boosters and everything else out there. Are there people still getting COVID after they have the, uh, the monoclonal antibodies? I bet you're monoclonal thinking. Monoclonal antibodies, yes. Okay. Um, are, they still, are they still contracting COVID? Monoclonal after they antibodies, if you test positive, it's, and it's been described to me, it, it instantly goes to war with the spike protein of the virus to prevent the virus, the, the worst parts of the virus from impacting the body. The earlier it's taken, the more effective it is. You know, Dr. Jen Saki today telling us that, oh, Regeneron and Eli Lilly's monoclonals don't work on Omicron. Uh, I know people that got Omicron and had the infusion of Regeneron and Eli Lilly, and they swear, you know, on their lives that it helped them. Um, that should be, you know, whatever, whatever happened to the right to choose and what happened to the right for the states to decide. By rescinding the FDA temporary use authorization. Now, they have not done that to GSK Sotrovimab, which 
I have been told by doctors, and we have discussed that length, is is better at working and more effective on Omicron than, say, Regeneron was more effective on the Delta variant or the Alpha original COVID-19 uh, virus. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I would imagine I want to see the scientific studies, the clinical studies, because I don't trust Jen Psaki. She told us we wouldn't have vaccine mandates. I wouldn't trust Joe Biden and Fauci. They said no vaccine mandates. Uh, they also said that if you got the vaccine, you'd never get COVID. Uh, the same with the CDC, the NIH. I don't trust any of them. And I think this should be a decision between a doctor and a patient, and the availability should be out there for people because I believe in the right to choose your own medical care. Now, if I got positive with Omicron, um, I'd call my doctor, and I don't think my doctor would have any problem after previous conversations we've all had uh, with me getting either one of those monoclonal antibodies. Probably, ideally, now that we know the GSK so trovimab would probably be the option of choice, but it's in short supply. And that's because Biden has failed us. He ran out of tests, ran out of monoclonals, and he's doing nothing with the antivirals that every doctor I talk to swears uh, are very, very effective at preventing hospitalization and death from COVID-19. But we don't have any of these things available. And the ones we do have available, he just took off the market. So, you know, it's to me, it's all part of the one size fits all mantra of vaccine booster, booster, vaccine, vaccine, booster. And it just doesn't work that way. But I don't know if anybody had monoclonals if that I know it. It stops the immediate infection, especially taken early. But I don't know if it prevents future. I look by the by the looks of everything, even natural immunity is not stopping another infection. So if that's not working, boosters aren't working, vaccines not working, and you can still get COVID, you know, now that they've changed the 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 mantra from you'll never get COVID if you get vaccinated too, you're not going to die if you get the, you know, I I just don't trust these people. They've been wrong too often. That's why I say I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on TV or radio. And my advice is, you know, do your own research. Talk, you know, take into account your unique medical history, your current condition. Talk to your doctor, your doctors, and have a plan. Right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, full, complete coverage of the news of the day, the cancellation of monoclonal antibodies, which is quite shocking to me in Florida and elsewhere. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, Mike Huckabee is going to be with us. The new attorney general, very good job he's doing in the Commonwealth of Virginia. We'll analyze the likely options now that Breyer's out as a Supreme Court justice retiring. Uh, Greg Jarrett, Alan Dershowitz, also Congressman Jim Banks, Scott Brown, Reince Priebus. News, in other words, you'll never get from the media mob. Please set your DVR, 9 Eastern, Hannity on Fox. Thanks for being with us. You make this show possible. We can't thank you enough. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow.